0: Hi hey, everyone, welcome back to the podcast. Easter is right around the corner, so let's get, let's go in depth about the history behind Easter, but before we get into Samantha so will deliver us the weekly news
1: Last Thursday, Ketanji Brown-Jackson was confirmed to the United States Supreme Court, making her the first black woman on the Supreme Court and the first Supreme Court judge to have past experience as a public defender. Americans have been celebrating her confirmation. She was celebrated fr- Friday in a White House celebration, Saturday on SNL, and yesterday Sunday in Washington D.C. at a black at a block party. Her being confirmed in the Supreme Court gives hope to not only Black American women but to women of color in general that they that they too can reach their dreams. Next, Jen Psaki, White House press secretary, is leaving her current job to join msnbc as a pundit and host of her own show and streaming service peacock the white house has made no announcement on Saki's future lastly current president emmanuel macron will face marine le pen in the french presidential election runoff macron is a centrist while le pen is right-leaning while macron did did receive the most votes in the first round of votes his approval rating has decreased throughout his presidential term this election is predicted is predicted to be a close one. Now, on to Ms. Zupan, who will be introducing today's topic.
2: Hi, everyone. Today, we are going to be talking about Easter. And since it is the Easter holiday coming up, we're going to be looking at how did it begin, what it is about, how it's celebrated in the US, and then how it is celebrated around the world. So first off, I'll be giving us an introduction as to how Easter became a holiday. Um, Easter is celebrated around the spring equinox, so it follows the changes in moon as the moon goes through its different phases, you have different equinoxes, right? So the spring equinox occurs um, in this March, April timeframe and Easter is set back to happen after or right around the spring equinox, which is why it changes every year. So sometimes it's earlier in April, sometimes it's later in April. It just depends on where the equinox falls. Like in the case of Christmas, um, Easter originated from a pagan tradition where they celebrated the coming of light and darkness. Um, and this was also celebrated with a God named Eostre who is a pre-Christian goddess, um, and was known to like bring on the beginning of spring. And so Easter kind of falls around that time with like new life and rebirth, um, and the introduction of like more light versus darkness or an equaling of light and darkness. Um, Easter is traditionally a Protestant and Catholic holiday as it celebrates the resurrection of Jesus, who was crucified on a cross and then rose again three days later. And so it falls like right in that theme of rebirth and new life, right? Um, we know that Easter has become quite a, like a family gathering time for Christians and for Catholics alike, um, but it also aligns with the Jewish, Jewish Passover, So the Passover tradition happens right before Easter, and this is a festival that celebrates the liberation of Jewish people. Um, This is narrated in the book of Exodus, and it's a whole meal that they celebrate around the same time, and then Easter usually takes place right after Passover. Now, if you celebrate any of the Christian or Catholic traditions, Passover is a part of that celebration, since we know that Jesus was also Jewish and took place in the Passover prior to his crucifixion and then resurrection. So for our history of Easter, that's where
0: you have it from.
2: Now on to Aurelie, who's going to tell us what it's all about.
0: So for today's most segment, I'll focus on the question, what is Easter about? Easter is seen as a holiday where people wake up on a bright, sunny Sunday, wear their best pastel dresser suit and head to church. On Easter Sunday, Christians celebrate the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead after his crucifixion and burial. It is typically the most well-attended Sunday church service of the year. Easter has always been labeled as a religious holiday, but as time goes on, Easter has turned into a holiday where, where families gather together, hide Easter eggs, which are colorful eggs with candy, toys, or money, and eat good picnic food. The most iconic symbol of the Christian holiday is the Easter Bunny. It was reportedly introduced to America by the German immigrants who brought over their stories of an egg laying hair. The decorations of eggs is believed to date back to at least the 13th century. Other traditions, such as the consumption of Easter candy, are among the modern additions to the celebration of this early springtime holiday. The Bible makes no mention of a long-eared, short-tailed creature who delivers decorated eggs to well-behaved children on Easter Sunday. Many people who see Easter as a religious holiday are angry that companies are making money off a special holiday by selling items unrelated to Easter and the true meaning behind it. Americans are expected to spend $21.6 billion on Easter in 2022, according to the National Retail Federation. That breaks down to an average of $179.70 per person. This isn't shocking as an Easter tradition is making Easter baskets for family members, friends, coworkers, children, or parents, partners, <laughs> making this inclusive for all ages. Now on to Samantha with the next part of our middle segment.
1: For my segment, I will be talking about how Easter is celebrated in the United States and around the world. In the United States, many churches hold special services on Easter Sunday, which celebrate Jesus, Jesus Christ's resurrection after his crucifixion. After these services, families organize egg hunts where eggs are hidden by parents and found by children. People enjoy dinner as family and kids playing. In Catholic households around the world, Easter celebrations start 40 days earlier. Lent is 40 days in the Catholic calendar commemorating the 40 days Jesus, Jesus spent fasting in the desert. Catholics avoid eating red and white meats on Fridays and Ash Wednesday. There are many Easter traditions all around the world from egg trees in Germany, water splash in Hungary, world's biggest Easter omelet and red Easter eggs in France, and the great Easter bunny hunt in New Zealand. Easter holds different meaning for different cultures and is celebrated differently. This leads us... To our first questions, listeners, feel free to share your answers as well. How do you celebrate Easter?
0: Um, <laughs> uh, We don't really celebrate <laughs> Easter anymore, but <laughs> back then, when I used to be younger, we used to just like do egg hunts and like those confetti eggs too. We used to like crack them on people's heads. So it used to be fun, but we still only do that when we are younger. We don't really do that anymore.
2: No more confetti eggs? No. Oh, that's sad. I know. You should get some for
0: this weekend. I probably should. I probably will. (laughs) My dad hates them. I would never buy them because he's, like, really obsessed with the lawn. So, like, (laughs) they're just everywhere. They're very messy. (laughs) And then they're there forever. Yeah. They don't go away. Um, For me, when I was younger, like, my mom, she would take me to my elementary school because they would always have, like, this, like... They would hide a bunch of eggs and like you would just come and pick them up and stuff. So she would take us to to like that. But other than that, we didn't really celebrate Easter. I mean we have like cookouts with our families and stuff, but that's pretty much it. Um
1: well I grew up in a Catholic household and so I do celebrate Lent as well. So like we avoid eating meat on Fridays, last Wednesday. Um for Good Friday I think it's called. Um, we go to church and I don't know what it's called in English, but we go to a via crucis, which is basically like where you go to like um, the 13 different stations hmm. um, and like the basically the 13 different stations are where um, the 13 stations, the stages that Jesus went through as he was being crucified. And like you basically like you sing and they they teach you what went, what he, what Jesus went through, through those 13 stages. And um for Easter we go to a park and we do an Easter hunt, we have a cookout and yeah. Sounds like fun. Yeah. Um
2: when I was growing up, similar to what Jose and Aureli were talking about, we used to do Easter baskets and Easter egg hunts. So my parents live out in the country, they have a lot of land. And so my dad would spend hours in the morning like hiding eggs literally everywhere. And then my entire family would come over and they would like release us all like, like a race, right? <laughs> yeah. Like just go. And so then we would go and um, we'd be like knocking each other over and like getting into stuff, climbing in the barn because my dad would hide things like everywhere. And so it was always a race to see who could get the most eggs. And then the parents would all at least put a few that had like large amounts of money in them. Like as we got older, those would be the ones that everybody wants. But once we all got to a certain age, they kind of stopped doing sure. that. Like, there's not any more babies in yeah. the family, and so we don't do that anymore. The majority of my family goes to church on Easter. Um, my husband and I, since we live here, we don't go with them or go see our families for Easter. This year, we're going to the new Harry Potter movie for Easter. And <laughs> uh, so that's, that's how we will be celebrating is by going to the Harry Potter movie. But I grew up in a religious household as well, and so we celebrated a lot of the same traditions. Mm-hmm. Um Lent is also, I don't know if you knew this, but Lent is also done in Protestant churches as well, but it's done a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. Um, you still have Ash Wednesday, and you still have, like, services on Wednesdays that you'll go to for the Lenten season, mm-hmm. right? Um, and then they usually do a service on a Good Friday, but we kind of stopped going to those because the last one that we went to, they, like, did this weird thing where they ended it by shutting a book really loudly, and it scared the bejesus out of me and so (laughs) I after that I was like I don't know about Good Friday services but now we just kind of um we do like a family call and everybody gets online and we all say hi to each other and my family goes to church and my husband and I watch it virtually on tv Mm -hmm. and then we're gonna go see Harry Potter so (laughs) that that will be our Easter um I actually did have an additional question so (laughs) I thought of this as we were reading easter is such a weird holiday because it is largely rooted in religious roots right but you have this large commercialized commercialization of it um how do we feel about the commercialization of it do we agree with it do we like it do we have problems with it or like would you prefer that holidays like easter and christmas stay kind of to their traditions or is the commercialism okay
0: I think the commercialism is okay, especially because since these holidays are so religious, not everybody wants to like have religion in their daily lives. Mm-hmm. But they still like want to celebrate the fun parts of the holiday, like Christmas opening gifts mm-hmm. and Easter egg hunting. So I think it's totally okay. Like, um, other than like if they're being disrespectful and like bashing the true meaning behind it, I think that plays a different part. Mm-hmm. I think they're okay too. I mean, no one's really getting hurt. It it's just a holiday, you know. And it also makes religious people feel included as well. So it's like they're okay.
1: Yeah, I agree with both Hawkes and Aureli. Just because I feel like, um, like Aureli said, not a lot of people are religious. Not a lot of people like relate or like, um, yeah, they don't they didn't grow up with the traditions that Easter is like rooted mm-hmm. from. And so I think that celebrating the fun parts or like the Easter hunts, you know, those things are okay.
2: Yeah, I agree. I, I've always, I've never had an issue with the commercialization of holidays. Mm-hmm. And even though, like, I did grow up in religious traditions, I, I don't know. I always really liked the the decorations and <laughs> yeah. the candy that comes yeah. with it, especially Peeps. I don't know if do y'all like Peeps. I, I, hate peeps. I, don't. I, I don't wow like... what a disappointment um to our listeners <laughs> peeps are the best and peeps got me through college so if you've never had one you should try a peep world
0: like i saw that they have like this the spicy flavor and i'm like why like i just i just went to the store and they have like no, you have to
2: get the original peeps. The, yellow one? the yellow one yeah or like the blue one i love the blue ones those are my favorite
0: I always like the way they look. So I bought some because, like, it, <laughs> because it's, it's a bird, right?
2: They can be it's like birds or bennies.
0: Oh, well, mm-hmm. I got like yeah. the original, like the yellow chickens, and I tried them because I was like, oh my God, they look so cute. So they probably taste so good. But did it taste good? I don't know. They were lame. Like, they are so they're bad.
2: <laughs> wow. Okay. Uh, apparently, I'm the only one in the podcast group that likes peas, But. To commercialism, I don't mind it. I don't think it takes away from the holiday. Yeah. And I don't know, I think it makes it more fun because sitting in a service listening to a book be land in my face <laughs> versus eating peeps. I don't know. Mm-hmm. The peeps make it more exciting. Um, with that, I think that brings us to well, thank you for your conversation and for sharing your traditions around Easter. I do appreciate it. And we hope all of our listeners will also share their traditions with us once they have an opportunity to hear our episode. But now we will go on to a with the spooky story.
0: So for today's spooky story, we'll be talking about Donna Owell, if I'm saying that correctly. So when 21-year-old rich kid Donna Owell learned he would not receive his 7.9 million inheritance until he was 35, he set a devious plan in motion to expedite the process. Ewell, who had been living with his millionaire parents as well as his sister Tiffany, derived the plot to brutally execute his family. The plan took place on Easter Sunday on 1992. The bodies of Dale Glee and Tiffany Awell were discovered in their ranch home in Fresno, California, and each were dead from gunshot wounds. Dale was shot in the back as he entered the home unaware of his dead wife and daughter. Crime scenes evidence suggested a murder for hire scheme, and authorities quickly focused their investigation on surviving son Dana. At the time of the murder, Dana was away with his girlfriend and her parents. However, with the testimony of Ernest Jack Ponce, authorities were able to connect him to the crime. According to Ponce, he and Dana's classmate Joel Radovich were offered a share of the 7.9 million if they committed the crime. Donna Elwell and his two accomplices were all sentenced to life without the possibility of parole. Isn't that crazy? Now on to Jose with our closing. Thank you for being here. Please join us next week where we we will be diving into international waters and talking about global news. Bye. Bye. Happy
1: Easter. Bye. (laughs)